I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast. Daily jazz advice lovingly flowing to you through podcast system. That seems a bit odd. It's usually, it's coming at you. It is. It is usually coming at you, but because of the subject matter today, it's a little bit aggressive with our title. I wanted to sort of counterbalance that for our loving listeners. Wait, why are, we, okay? why are we being so ginger with our loving listeners? What is the subject matter? Well, first of all, everybody knows because it's listed right there on the title, but it is seven reasons people hate jazz. And we have the word hate in our title. I hate even having the word hate in there, but we've got it. Man, you know what? I actually love these episodes because we're usually so uh, self-aggrandizing with jazz. And yeah. we're like, you know, this is why jazz musicians are cool. And this is the best jazz albums. And jazz is better than is all of the music. This is your cool voice. I like it. These it's are all, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm being cool right now. Uh, but it's good, I think, to tear some stuff down. Yeah, every, every yeah, so exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so we're going to get into a little bit of the hate. We're, we're lovers by nature, but um, sometimes you got to tear something down to build it back up. Uh, plus, it's going to be funny. Yeah. So that's the main reason. Yeah, don't tell our kids that. <laughs> yeah, don't tell. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so what's number one? Okay, number one of our seven reasons people hate jazz is it sounds complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. Actually, it is complicated. <laughs> Not only does it sound complicated, it's complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people normally think about music as uh, entertainment, something to relax to, something to unwind to. And jazz, not all jazz, of course, and certainly, like, we don't believe these things, do we? We're not no. promoting these ideas. We're just saying these, and some of them are misconceptions. Yeah. But, but really, probably the biggest thing is people are like, ooh, that's complicated. I have to do my homework. I have to know what's going on in order to be able to enjoy it. And I think there is some truth to that. Um, but and, and there's also some faults on jazz musicians' side for making it sound overcomplicated yeah. or even you know, promoting it in advance as being very complicated in sort of a classical music sort of way. I saw something on the internet the other day. Someone, it was like in a, you know, listen to this music form or whatever, and someone posted, I think it was some Thelonious Monk, and someone commented like, every time I hear jazz, it, I think of like, oh, these are really good musicians playing wrong notes on purpose. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate, actually. Yeah, yeah. Hey, all three of my children at different stages of their development have, have said a similar thing, which was, so jazz, like once they thought they understood jazz, so dad, so jazz is just like randomly stringing together random notes with other random guys. Like that's the way they describe it. Yeah, I think there is a misconception. <laughs> but I think there is really, I mean, that's, if we're being honest, that's ignorance, right? That's just like, they're not exposed to it enough. Like anything you don't know, you yeah. know, you take it at face value and it's probably not accurate. And yeah. And you know what? I'm going to turn that around. I'm going to say that it's their fault. It's on them. <laughs> it's exactly. On them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're complicated. You need to get with us. But I also think there is a certain level of everybody has their own comfort zone with dissonance. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're listening to nothing but like Jackson Brown all the time or something, yeah. you know, of course, Thelonious Monk sounds weird. Yeah. Uh, but I think, too, our culture, unfortunately, for for... A lot of people. I, sh- I shouldn't even say our culture because I don't know that there is w- there is not one culture in certainly in the world or anything. But there does start to become a dominant music culture, and it sort of programs people's ears to not hear dissonance, to not hear any kind of beat that is not super overt and sort of does the work for you. And there's a certain simplicity to it. Now we always talk about in jazz. What we try to do is take something that is theoretically complicated, harmonically complicated, rhythmically complicated, and make it sound and at least feel simple to the listener. But it's a two-way street. The listener needs to kind of come with some attention yeah. to detail to be rewarded, and hopefully we can provide that that simplified version of something complicated. Well, and you know what fixes all this complicated harmonic things or not, or rhythmic things, is, is it swinging? Because if it yeah. feels good, 
people people like it, even if they don't understand exactly. complicated harmony. I, you know, in my experience, great jazz musicians can make pretty complicated harmony feel awesome and feel like it's just something that's internal with everybody. So. Yeah. See, look, we're already turning hate into love. That's See? right. That's right. All right, what you got for number two? So number two is... Uh, a reason that people hate jazz is because mostly it's instrumental or a majority of it is instrumental. There are, of course, some great vocalists, but so much of jazz is instrumental. And, you know, I was thinking about this one and I think if you are, uh, if you've been a player since you were a kid or you've been a fan of like classical music and jazz since you were young, you've understood that stories get told in instrumental music. You know what I mean? There's still ways to tell stories with without words. But I think for your average person who likes songs and grew up on pop music, that it's hard to hear. It's hard to hear the story. Yep. You know what I mean? And they're used to being told the story yep. in lyrics. And for me, it was like the exact opposite. I remember when I, you know, I was in my mid-20s and I discovered Bob Dylan, and I never got it because I thought, oh, this, you know, no one could play. Right. The music is simple. It's three yep. chords or two chords or one you, chord sometime. And you weren't hearing the story, though. I wasn't hearing the story. And then yep. once I understood the story and, and how genius he was at writing stories in lyrics, I was like... Oh, yeah. this is amazing. I get it now, you know. But I think most people are the opposite of that. Exactly. And they go if story. If they're not a musician, especially. If they're not a musician, they go story first, and then they can't, they can't understand the context of the story that the instrumental music is telling. So yeah. I think instrumental uh, music in general, not just jazz, but you know, classical music, um, instrumental pop music, folk music, is, is hard for some people who can't get over that lyrical yeah. aspect. Well, and I found people, I mean, this is right on point, people hating instrumental jazz, sometimes they love vocal jazz, and they don't necessarily know even how to express that, because people have been like, well, I don't really like jazz. I mean, I like that, I don't like that progressive, uh, yep, totally. you know, modern jazz, but right. I love, you know, Ella Fitzgerald and right. Frank Sinatra or whatever. I'm like, that's jazz. You love songs. Yeah, you yeah. love songs. And yeah. you know what? I do too. And, and, and as a credit, really, to, to vocalists, I don't know that it ever gets to be as high of a level as when you have a great ensemble with a vocalist. I mean, that probably is the top level, even for me as a musician, understanding everything that's in there. I mean, because then you have the story, you have the music, yeah. you have the swing, it's the complete package. I mean, you can't deny the, how deep, like, you know, Johnny Hartman, John Coltrane record is because right. of that combination of Johnny Hartman being able to tell a vocal, lyrical story yep. and Coltrane being able to to express that lyricism instrumentally. I mean, some, yeah. something like that. I mean, and there's many examples of that, but like... Well, those kind of records we've talked about before are great um, entry points for somebody. Like, if you want to expose uh, somebody else to jazz for the first time, definitely do it with a vocal record. Absolutely. That's, that's the way to do I've it. I've heard that record being played in, like, R&B clubs. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yep. Uh, so, number three. Number three uh, of our seven reasons people hate jazz, it's too many dudes. <laughs> well, that's definitely true. And this, you can take it in a couple ways. It's too many dudes, as in there's too many male people on stage, and just mm -hmm. too many dudes, you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, the I male mean, people that are there are so dudes. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, this is really a problem that, that we're, you know, in our own individual ways here at Open Studio and on the podcast really trying to break through because there's so much talent so much female talent uh, historically and certainly now we're at a wonderful place with so many great players but there's this kind of institutionalized sexism against female um especially instrumentals yep. you know with vocals it's always been a little bit different yep. but there needs to be more exposure there and it's just more enjoyable just like anything else i mean if you're in the business world and you go to a board meeting um, and it's all old white dudes, you know, you know, nothing wrong with old white dudes. We're fastly becoming that ourselells, yeah, <laughs> but word. just a whole, I mean, it's just stale. It's yep. just stale to have that. And it's, it's not representative of 
you know, the inclusiveness that the music certainly has. Um, and it's really up to us to include other people. And so when people say they hate jazz, I understand it because they're looking up at a bunch of dudes, you know, and it doesn't represent half of the people there. And um, so that's actually one reason I hate jazz. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very valid reason. Yep. Uh, so number four is uh, a reason people might hate jazz. I put a might in yeah. to kind of yeah, yeah. buffer All this a little Because we're kind of, we're, we're slowly turning this around. You we, realize man, that, we're, right? such, we're such positive guys. <laughs> we're such positive dudes. We can't help it. Uh, so number four is yeah. that it's often acoustic, even yes. even today. I mean, of course, there are whole genres of electric jazz, and you know the ones that people don't hate. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 so much of modern music, of modern jazz, and the history of this music has been acoustic instruments um, recorded very simply without a lot of tricks, uh, which. Honestly, now have been around for nearly sixty years. Yeah, it's studio nice. techniques that the jazz musicians still don't really implore. Uh, implore? No, not employ. Embrace. embrace? Employ. Yeah. Employ. That's employ. what you're looking that for. Was, that was Very good. Uh, but also, you know, um, and, and while of course electronic instruments have been mixed in and and for for decades now, uh, still when I think when people think jazz, they think of that acoustic quartet, quintet right. sound, trio sound. Um, piano, bass, drums, you know. There was a little bit of a renaissance with people not hating jazz when the, the whole MTV Unplugged, you might be a little young to remember this, mm. but MTV Unplugged, when you were probably in high school or middle school, was, I remember was this, like yeah. a thing. Yeah. Tony Bennett did one. But the whole, that at least got, it was funny because they were like, unplugged, but it was never all acoustic instruments. Right. And they weren't even unplugged. Right. But it was pared down. It, it basically just meant we're not going to play the tracks. We're not going to overdub stuff. We're going to actually have performances. So people sort of got into that yeah. for a minute, not even related to jazz. But yeah, when you see the acoustic instruments, you're like, ugh, it's going to be like a Baroque concert. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right, so where are we at now? Number five. Number five. Is this my turn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, another fifth reason people hate jazz, munis uh, mus <laughs> musicians trend nerdy. <laughs> so this kind of goes along with number three, too many dudes, too many nerds on stage. Um, and so that's, you know, really just about not maybe being able to uh, uh, look we we love nerds we are nerds we're certainly piano nerds jazz nerds there's we're, no doubt about that there's no doubt about that yeah. and um, I'm a big nerd in a you know technology in a number of different ways but sometimes people don't like the music because if we're bringing our nerdiness to the bandstand in terms of how we present the music how we interact with the audience it can be very difficult just like you know any kind of organization a school or a company or something you need to have a lot of nerds in different areas and you want to have that that's what propels the company but you might not want to have them as the receptionist at the front desk well there's a presentation <laughs> yeah. issue that i think jazz has been suffering for for a couple of decades now yeah. i mean we were talking yesterday when we were um hanging with steve wilson yeah and he had was uh, for a future episode you know yes he was listening his seven favorite saxophonists, or not his favorite, but seven yeah, of selected. his favorite selected saxophonists. And one of them was Rasan Roland Kirk. Yep. And, you know, thinking about how cool yeah. Rasan Roland Kirk w was uh, and, and the presentation yes. of that. And it's something that, you know, some jazz musicians still have yep. in spades. Christian Scott, you know, Roy Hargrove. Christian McBride. Christian McBride, yeah. Robert Glasper. Pretty much all the good ones. All the good ones. <laughs> but there are, there is a whole subset of jazz musicians where it's like so much about just the music yeah. and not about any kind of showbiz anything yes no presentation that i think it does 
hold average people back because right. they're used to even with singer songwriters there's some kind of look there's some kind of style you know I mean you have to trans you have to hit on such a high level musically well first of all the the jazz musicians that have a great presentation are not nerdy and are great players are the ones that people don't hate that's and right. that's some of the most popular stuff and you know when when I was younger I used to be like oh they're sellout and stuff no they're just good people like it and yeah. they've got the whole package you talk about a Miles Davis right you know that kind of a, a you know an Art Blakey um, Billy Holiday I mean so many, I'm just looking at records on the wall here but I mean there's so <laughs> many people but if you are kind of nerding out and not great presentation you have to be such a high level musically and then almost your nerdiness becomes part of your presentation. Right. So I'm thinking like a Keith Jarrett. I'm, I'm not trying to call him out as a nerd, but a little bit of his presentation in terms of it's it's more inward. Yeah. You know, although his trio as a whole, when he's playing with his classic trio, is very welcoming in a lot of ways. But I mean, he'll like actually get to the get on the mic and assault the audience verbally. That's always know? fun. <laughs> no, but you know, I'm not even thinking like it has to be a, in some kind of pop star way or something. But even just like with Rasan Roland Kirk, some yeah. kind of artistic statement that's more than just what right. what you're hearing. Well, and he's such a great example because he was so cool in how he presented things, and so. Um, you know, but he's he was like the ultimate, you know, woodwind and saxophone nerd. I mean, playing multiple instruments at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Half of which no one even knew what they were if you yeah. were a woodwind player. Well, what about Herbie? You know, think about oh, Herbie's yeah. career. Big How, nerd. It doesn't get any more nerdy yeah. uh, keyboard-wise than Herbie, but he still was is always conscious of the presentation of his shows. Well, and he's still, I mean, it's amazing what he's, like, he's kind of gone back to the dookie stick, having the keyboard yeah. on the strap and being, I mean, it, do, it doesn't get any more welcoming and interesting and, and, and potentially entertaining to the audience. Than and that. potentially nerdy. And potentially <laughs> nerdy, too. Exactly. All right, number six. Uh, number six is that songs are long. Now, this is, can be a barrier to certain people who only listen to maybe things on the radio or popular music. Um, I think this is changing a little bit now yeah. that, that sort of the radio doesn't dominate as much. Yeah, and that that's people, been a nice thing with YouTube because things have gotten a little bit longer. Yeah, I don't think people are scared off by five, six-minute songs. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, it was like, uh, you know, people would be like, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody, it's like seven <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> you know, and that's really the radio just, edit. <laughs> yeah, that's just because radio stations wanted to put commercials in and stuff, yeah. and, they, and they didn't think people had the attention span. But I think now this is changing a little bit. However... It definitely can be a barrier and kind of goes in with that, you know, it's complicated, it, it's instrumental. Yeah, it um, doesn't give you time to breathe. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I think it, it still is an issue. I'm not saying that we should shorten our songs at all. No, no. But. Let's, I feel like we're trying to solve these. We, you know, we should have just presented it. We're, we're such problem solvers here. <laughs> like, we were just supposed to be listing the reasons people hate it. Like, each one, we've actually tried to find a way to solve it. Have we fixed jazz yet? <laughs> Silence crickets. <laughs> All right, number seven, our final reason people hate jazz. Um, and did we talk about, could this list be longer? Could this be 77? It might it be. probably could yeah, be. Yeah. So these are just seven. But um, now we're going to try to flip things around on this one, Adam. Is that cool? I love this, yeah. I'm going to say the reason that they hate jazz is they're actually dumber than they used to be. And that is totally true. <laughs> so, in other words, we're going to, if there is a decline in jazz, and I'm actually not convinced that there is, I think that there's more fragmentation in, in people's listening habits in, in any case, but anybody who hates jazz at this point, we're just going to say, because you're dumb, pretty much. <laughs> and people used to be smarter, and more people used to like jazz. Okay? Uh, that's a <laughs> is great, that fair? That's a great place to leave it. That's a great place to leave it. 
but I mean, it's you know, dumb, ignorant. They're kind of interchangeable. Yeah. Um, but certainly, people's attention spans, their willingness to delve into something in the entertainment world with some depth, some breadth, that has been eroded. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. I don't have to plant myself in the middle of jazz at Lincoln Center lecture stage to agree with that. <laughs> you know? Although I would have a willing crowd there for sure. That's right. Yeah. Know? But not our listeners. Our, our listeners are definitely not dumb. They're they are brilliant. Not. And especially if they listen to this point of the podcast, they have, <laughs> they have a lot of attention span. That's right. So uh, we hope you've enjoyed these, uh, us doing our little take on turning hate into love. Yep. And, um, you know, maybe we've given you a few things to counteract some of your friends, family, loved ones, or hated ones. Uh, <laughs> when they do say, well, I hate jazz because, and like, they can be like, hold on, yeah, I already yeah. know one wait, of your wait. seven reasons, <laughs> and I got an answer for you. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, if you have a question or a less uh, episode idea for us, you can. I almost said lesson idea. Yeah, uh, give us those too. Episode idea for us, you can go to youllhearit.com, and there's a couple ways you can leave your question there, or you could just come in and say hi and and tell us what you're uh, liking about the podcast or not liking, but we'd rather hear what you're liking. That's about right. It for that's sure. right. Uh, as always, um, you can leave a rating and review below, and we have a new sort of avenue people might be able to uh, to check out the podcast on, right? Right. Well, and I don't even totally know how this works, but as of yesterday, we're on the uh, Google, the new Google Podcast platform, which is uh, part of the Android uh, world. So, of course, you know a lot of people listen on Apple Podcasts, but many people have Android devices. Yeah. I don't know, do you have an Android device? I do not. Really? I don't have one, but I'm, I'm open to it. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not anti-Android. You know, so if you have one of those green bubbles in my text messages, you can now enjoy <laughs> the podcast right. on an app. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you already could on Google Play, but I think Google's in the process of, of kind of making it easier with its own app. So you can go on there, leave us a rating review. And actually, I've been uh, diving into some of the, the reviews because we've been kind of shrilling for them. Uh, in past no, weeks. have we? <laughs> and I and we're actually getting a little bit of love out there. So I was going to read a couple real quick. Is that how about if I read one and then tomorrow we'll we'll do another one? You got it. Okay. Um, and this is actually from today. Okay. And you guys are listening to this episode. This is actually today. This is very rare for us to have an episode Woo. we record on the actual day it's being released. So hello today. Um, this is the title of this review is uh, "Love from New Zealand X." I don't know what X means, but I like it. Uh, and it's five stars. Not that we don't only accept those, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it says, so great info, much yarns, wow. If only seven-star rating was an option. This is from uh, Mouse Pirate from New Zealand. So big shout-out to Mouse Pirate. What's up, Mouse Pirate? What's up, Mouse Pirate? Who are you running from, man? <laughs> um, cats. With, He's running with cats. one of those emoji okay check marks. Oh, right on. Yeah. So a lot of love from New Zealand. That's great. And I don't know what much yarns is, but that sounds like a like a Kiwi <laughs> thing, you know. I had the the pleasure of going to New Zealand and playing some music last year for the first time ever at the uh, where was I? Uh, I don't even remember. Not Auckland in uh, Wellington, the Wellington Jazz Festival. Played in the beautiful Opera House there, so I had a lot of time. I had a lot of good times there. So thanks for the love from New Zealand. Yeah, Miles let us Pirate. let us know what much yarns means. Yeah, if any New New Zealanders out there? That's cool. And you know, if not. You'll hear it.